Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Good afternoon, one and all. Welcome to South Bermondsey. Welcome to a brilliantly sunlit blue sky, fluffy white cloud, crisp cold den. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening, of course, to Act on Millwall, number 71, unbelievably. The line's unchanged in this flat and subdued start to the afternoon's proceedings. In goals, you'll march across the back line, Sean Cummings, Byron Webster, Mark Beavers, and Shane Ferguson, who's signed for the lines this week, of course. Good news. Midfield consisting of Jimmy Abdu, Sean Williams in the middle, Jed Wallace on the uh, left wing, Aidan O'Brien on the right, up front, Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison on the line's bench today. We have the artist formerly known as David Falls, uh, Sid Nelson, Joe Martin, Ben Thompson, Ed Upson, Fred Onyedema and John Marquis. So third successive game for that starting 11 and the Lions tracing a fourth successive league win. That's quite something to say after what has been for me, um, I don't know if it's an indifferent season, it's been an up and down season, in and out as they say. Um, so that's quite an achievement for the Lions and we're certainly um, looking for a win here today with the prize of playoff football looming in just a few months time if we can stay in sixth spot or higher as Aidan O'Brien has called for this week, higher than six. We shall see Aidan. So the teams line up for kickoff, crew wearing red and black, attacking the cold blow lane end in the first half. The Lions in their familiar dark room, white attacking the away end to start. Away we go, dear listeners. Crew straight on the attack, early doors is the three on the left hand side, deep crossing towards the centre. It's bad, bouncing out the nine at the moment, space there, and Archer in. In a tussle there with the uh, the, the fellow striker. He, he may have taken a slight knock there as the man went in. This is the, the, the striker's certainly taken a, a bash. He's hobbling away. And that's almost an open chance there inside the first 40 seconds of the game. As it is, Mill survived that early scare. 
Neil Harris raving about Shane Ferguson who signed for the club on an 18 month contract in the week of course Harris says he showed real desire to join the Lions and also praising the board presumably putting up the money there must have been some meeting of minds the report was £7,000 a week for Ferguson I'm, I'm going to guess he didn't get that I'm going to guess he got somewhere close buy it in the vicinity of, so that's um, an investment by the Mill board as well as compromised by Shane Ferguson fair play to him, apparently showed real desire to sign for the Lions, Northern Ireland international defender, staring at the European champions of course in the, in the summer time so uh, that's quite an acquisition for Millwall by Mill standards some nice interpassing there by the Lions unusually so for a team renowned for its direct style this season this is bobbling into the box, it's going to fall to Lee Gregory on the edge, and Penelcheri tries to work space he can't pull the trigger O'Brien's in there, still in the danger zone. He's fallen out to Williams now on the edge of the penalty. He's back to O'Brien. Mill retain possession. Three and a half minutes gone. The crowd liking what they're seeing is Ferguson on the left-hand side. He gets the cross into the danger zone. It's cleared after a fashion of the way by the crew defence. Nice little bit of um, passing movement there by the Lions. Here's Abdu now over on the right-hand side. He finds Cummins just on the inside. Now Williams. The great Sean Williams debate has raged online this week, of course to whether he's a uh, footballing genius as uh, certain parties would have it or a, a sluggish, slightly uh, dull football, dull boy who masquerades a living in midfield I, 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 I don't know, I'm, I'm somewhere between the two I, I, he's clearly got passing, he's clearly got ability um, sometimes his motivation looks a little bit suspect um, is, he, is he an attribute in our side? Don't know, don't know. That's why you tune into this show, listeners, isn't it, for decisive opinions. I, I don't know. Um, the ball flies over his head a lot, and when he does, it does fall into his area of play. It just looks a little bit slow for me at times. Now, whether that um, can be changed or not, I don't know. The management here rates him. Harris rates him. So he's, he's here to stay. It seems here comes Jed Wallace, who I do rate, coming down the right-hand side on four minutes, five minutes. And that ball's been put up into the top rank of the empty block 19 and 20. Long ball forwards, much more conventional Mill style towards Steve Morrison there. That's going to be cleared five and a half minutes by the crew defence. Defence. So going all American as it's Super Bowl weekend, isn't it? That was by the crew defence. The crew Alexandra's defence. Jed Wallace feeds Morrison over on the right-hand side. Ball back inside, finds Wallace. He can't take on the... Oh, there's almost a beautiful move. Almost a beautiful move. I know that's not anything at all in real life is it if it's almost something it's not there but it was almost a beautiful move by Jed Wallace and Steve Morrison almost taking that ball in stride for a fantastic opportunity but didn't happen so why am I going on about it you ask that's a very good question dear listeners crew boss Steve Davis not the, um, the interesting snooker player um, has told the local crew sentinel fantastically named newspaper for crew um, he says that he's told his lads the results of today's game could depend on how well they deal with one on ones with our two um, forward strikers they have, they have to play with their brains and not with their hearts brains and not their hearts for the crew players today against Gregory and Morrison let's see a few messages in the week, people asking me about my faked ending of last week's show. I, I, I didn't press record. Uh, yeah, I was babbling away with some of my best material at the end of that Chesterfield win last week, 2-1. Um, but I sadly forgot to press the record button, so um, none of it recorded. So I had to fake it, listeners. Now, I don't know um, what your experience of faking it is, whether you're a, a male or a female listener. I don't know. You'll have to tell me more about this. But I thought it was quite hard to tell the difference. But um, I'm a bloke, so how would I know? 
so we're coming up for the tenth minute of the game. Very quiet atmosphere. I mean, a um, crew have brought a busload, and as you would expect, no disrespect to Crew Alexandra. I'm not knocking them out. I like it as a club, actually. I've got a lot of time for Crew Alexandra, um, but I don't bring many away from home, that's for sure. It isn't the most compulsive of atmospheres inside the ground. And at the moment, it has, a, it has an air of a uh, Warmington Seas Library at the moment, but um, hopefully... Uh, that will change as the game progresses. Lines have certainly opened brightly. They've carved out the more clear-cut chances in that first ten. Crew so far, so far, haven't threatened. One little jot. Here's Morrison. Getting battered about. Playing slightly deeper. Um, apparently after, during the course of last week's game up at Chesterfield, when the Route 1 style wasn't working, that was Harris's instruction to Steve Morrison to drop slightly deeper and do some of the dirty work, as he puts it, the dirty work in midfield. And that produced results, pay dirt for us up at, up at uh, the Proax Stadium. And they just dropped deeper there. There's a shot from distance from Sean Cummings on uh, ten and a half minutes, saved by the lime-clad crew goalkeeper. So, yeah, um, dropping slightly deeper there, Steve Morrison. Maybe that's something we'll see in the latter half of the season. Certainly it mixes it up and it changes it from the relentless pounding how it's a style of Route 1, which wasn't working out for us up at Chesterfield initially, at least. They went ahead up there in last week's show. You may have tuned in. Shame on you if you didn't. And um, he changed, it was mixed up, so Harris pulled him slightly further back and created the space for Gregory to exploit, and then we went to win it. Fantastic result. Got to do the same again today, though. Crew are still passing the ball around neatly enough in midfield. Here they come. Nothing clear-cut for them up front. Here's the two coming down Mill's right-hand side. Is the nine. I'm going to stay with this, because he's going towards the corner flag. It's going to win another corner. Second corner of the game for Crew. No, it's not. It's going to be cleared for a throw-in. I, I, I misspoke. 11 minutes gone. I misspoke. Sorry. I misspoke. Sorry I'd done it. Ball into the box there. That was uh, almost a glancing header for the clue, crew striker. The clue striker. The crew striker. They're back on the attack again. Here again. Uh, looking slightly more dangerous in these last few minutes. That's going to be a goal kick from Millwall on the 12th minute. So Steve Davis says that um, he showed, his crew team showed against Wigan they can play some good football and they can create chances and against Berry, another game they've played, they showed the other side of the game when they got dug in and battled. I think they're going to need a bit of both here today. They've, um, they've improved in the last few minutes or so as we go past the 12 and a half minute point in the game. Here comes Jed Wallace down the right hand side. Jed Wallace now down the right hand side. Just by the edge of the penalty area, he finds Steve Morrison. Hint of handball there. By Morrison. Morrison's still got the ball. Falls to Williams from distance. It's a shot on goal. Daisy Carter taken low by the crew goalkeeper again. Another nice move. Morrison just wanted a fraction of a second too long in the box there to win any kind of clear-cut chance. I thought there was a hint of handball when he first controlled it, but no dice by Mr. Referee today. So it has to go down as a chance that went a begging in that case, isn't it? In the big account, the big account, football account room in the sky. Gentle breeze blowing here today. The flags over in the Ducker stand are the two Millwall flags are blowing quite um, stiffly. The only England one now in the middle is joined, followed suit, joined in. So the flag, there's a, a moderate breeze. It's certainly a cool day and the sun is now starting to drop. The floodlights are on. So it's um, the old winter atmosphere in South Burma. So you know you love it. Wherever you're listening to in this world, on around the globe, I know we get a lot in the USA, a lot in Canada, a lot in Australia, Australasia, Far East. You know what that's like, don't you? A nice cold day in South Bermondsey. Wherever hot it is, you're kind of missing that right now, aren't you? All over the top, trying to find O'Brien on the right-hand side. He wins space. Aiden O'Brien, his shot is blocked well. 
by the crew goalkeeper on 14 minutes. That was an opportunity for Aiden O'Brien on the left-hand side that time. Probably should have done better if, if truth be told. Here comes the nine going forwards on their right. Good block by Mark Beat as you can hear the applause. That was an opportunity. I'm just watching the replay. Goalkeeper spread himself very well in actual fact. Fair play to the goalkeeper. That was more a save than mischance by Aiden O'Brien. It's Ferguson on the left-hand side. That ball in the box. Gregory almost won that, almost won the space there to get a clear shot. That's going to go for a, a corner. So probably good defensive work by the crew defender there. It was just a moment where he seemed to have the, uh, the, the measure of him, a, a yard in front of him almost. It's gone for a corner as it is. So it's going to be Williams to take that corner on 16 minutes from the wall. Williams lofts it into the middle. It's a near post. It's bouncing around in the penalty area there. It falls now to Lee Gregg. Here's Williams again, back to... Uh, Wallace, excuse me, Wallace shoots, that's defected off, it's going to be another corner for Millwall. Wallace is a real prize that we are coveting. Um, Harris has got him on a 28-day loan, which must be up fairly soon, I would think. And he's been in conversation in Conflab with Kenny Jacket up at Wolves to see if that can be extended. He's probably out of our price range, being realistic. But any kind of deal that can keep him here for as long as possible, possibly to the end of the season, dare we dream it, would be a fantastic deal because I think he's looked um, absolutely excellent since he's come to us on loan. That uh, corner went to waste there, by the way. That's headed over by Mark Beavers. He didn't miss anything whilst I waffled there, is this? Four assists in four, uh, second assist in four games from Mill since his loan move up at Chesterfield last week. And a popular addition to the squad, so the news at Den report. And alongside Ferguson, as I say, I think he really will be a, a diamond if we can, can claim him. Speaking after the Chesterfield game, um, Harris singled out Jed Wallace. He showed his quality, as did the whole team, to be fair. We've shown many times this season, particularly away from home, that we can soak up pressure, let the other team have the ball and not be phased by it. They certainly did that up there, that's, that's for sure. Sloppy defensive work. They're pumped, a huge pump up in the air, basically, by Mark Beavers. that allows uh, Crew to almost win possession back, as it is, is, is Wallace to bring it away over on the right-hand side. He's going to go back to Cummins who misplaces his pass again, another sloppy move there by Millwall. This is the 11 there for Crew. some distance out, he's trying to find the ball forwards outside the striker who kind of got round the back of Cummins again. Let's hope he's not having one of his sloppy, sloppy games. I quite like Cummins recently, Carlos Edwards has returned to training after being laid off. Um, it must be some kind of medical miracle. I have a vision of Carlos Edwards like uh, Frankenstein's monster over the Calmont Road medical room awaiting a bolt of lightning to come down whilst Dr Frankenstein tries to revive him yet again at the ripe old age of 37. Clearly lightning has revived him and he's back in the squad again and that will put Cummings under pressure. There's another cross from Jed Wallace. Gregory just can't get on the header on the end of that. That was unlucky. It was a diving header just behind him in, in truth. Falls back to Cummings and yet another misplaced pass by Cummings. I'm not singling him out, listeners. That's just, I'll just report what I see. I am a fair-minded report of what I'm seeing. That's the third misplaced pass in short order from Sean Cummings. Let's hope he can liven himself up. Because we can't be affording that for too many times. 20 minutes goes past as I'm talking to you. 21 minutes approaches. It's Cummings over on the right-hand side. Sustained mill pressure. Last uh, couple of minutes have been Mill's um, passing moves. That's headed over there by Lee Gregory. Nice little bit of, a little bit of a little bit of pressure there from Millwall. Good to see. 21 minutes. So Harris says last week up at Chesterfield, he's, he says, I'm quite vocal on the sidelines, as you can see and probably hear. I think we can probably hear it more and see it. Um, I think I made it clear to the boys that we needed more after we went behind. They, they did need more. It was a poor start last week. 
Um, and he asked Steve Morrison, as I said earlier, to play a little bit deeper. It's a role he can play. He's got the knowledge and the ability and desire to play a little bit deeper and do a bit of dirty work around the midfield players. Nice. I like the dirty work. Don't you like dirty work? I like dirty work. Listen to this. Oh, you dirty striker, Steve. You dirty boy. Gregory overlapping on the right-hand side. Back to goal. Trying to work space. Does very well. Man of the match last week for me up at Chesterfield. Ball into the box. Babbling, bobbling across. Babbling across the area. Challenged by Gregory on the 15. Too harsh. Free kick given. Moment passes. 22 minutes. Halfway through the first half. Mill by far the brighter of the two teams here today, listeners. That said, crew have not looked like um, total non-starters. They, they pass, in, pass the ball well. They've worked a couple of um, moves across our box without any clear-cut chances as yet. So they're a team, I think, that we still need to take seriously. And um, we've started well. So more of that as, they are, as the half group progresses, I hope. Aiden O'Brien miscontrols on the halfway line, almost runs himself into trouble, but Mark Beavers takes the ball away from the two, the pack of uh, crew players surrounding him. They almost ran it towards his own goal there. Here's Sean Williams down the middle. Chance for Mill to break. All falls over the top, finds Lee Gregory. Nicely done. It's Gregory inside the box. Shot on goal is weak. He probably had the percentage ball back towards O'Brien there. To opted to shoot. Too tight an angle. Too pansy a shot in the event. But that was a nice move to release him into space. Lovely little cut inside by Jed Wallace there. That's the cut and a be almost a beautiful ball through to Jimmy Addu. Probably a better player than Addu would have made that into a beautiful pass. Um, fantastic little change of direction and change of movement with the ball there. The boy is quality, listeners. The boy is quality. We have to do a deal to get him into the team because that boy has something. He has, he has the X factor that Fred has, but Jed's got the application. That's a nice cross into the box from Jimmy Addu over by the corner flag. O'Brien penalised for pushing on 26, 27 minutes. Tony Craig, a bit of medical news for you. Tony Craig's going to be assessed this week by the surgeon who performed an operation on his injured knee back in November. Uh, news that then reports that the results of that assessment will help determine whether or not Craig has a chance of playing again this season. I can't see it personally, but I'm no medical. I'm no, I'm no doctor, am I? So um, it's been assessed for that this week. Let's hope so. Let's see. It'd be nice to see Craig back as a, an active playing member of the squad. I know he's still around. We've seen him on the sidelines, but uh, to have him back in the squad and his leadership as the, uh, the, se the season starts to get down to the business end will be a critical factor, in my opinion, anyway. Passing train sounds its horn in acknowledgement of the Lions. Southeastern train trundling past. It's green and white livery. Harking back to the great classic days of British railway travel, the British Railways nationalisation after the war. Sound like Michael Portillo. I saw something on Michael Portillo coming down here on one of his great railway journeys of Britain the other day. A picture, an image of him. I haven't seen the TV programme. I'm a bit of a sucker for Michael Portillo's um, great railway journeys of Britain and, and the world, if I'm honest with you, listeners. I know that's, that makes me sound like a Charlton fan, and maybe I should fuck off the Charlton, as the uh, traditional insult goes on the House of Fun. But I do like that programme. It's very educational. He's quite a good host. And what's not to love about train travel, eh? I think I'm hanging myself now. I better shut up. I'll shut up. I'm talking about the great train, the great train journeys of the world, coast to coast USA. I'm not, I'm not talking about Elmstead Woods to New Cross or anything like that. Oh no, I don't think that. No, 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 not me. Right, maybe a little bit anyway. Morrison being held back there in a tussle with a 29 on the left-hand side. He plays a quick free kick, trying to find his way through the lead. Gregor gets penalised for 
physically throwing the number two out of his path. I think probably that was a fair call by the referee. Um, you can't be doing that, Lee, and expect to get away with it. You should expect to get away with it. You are at the den, but nevertheless, if you get spotted, you're probably going to get done for it. Um, so free kick now to Alexander on 32 minutes. Crew on the attack is a 10. There's the 11 on the edge of the mill penalty. There's a shot just over the bar. Try to curl it into the top right hand, left hand corner. Curled a little too high, thankfully. Put about a yard too high in the event of the corner angle of the goal there. Crew pressing on Jordan Archer there. A couple of times they've done it in the first half, pressing down on Jordan Archer. He's forced a slightly askew kick, so it's conceded a throw into Crew about halfway inside their own half there. They're clearly trying to um, press up as high as they possibly can do. See that as one of their tactics for winning a chance to get a goal today. And almost paid off there, in all fairness to them. Overlapping run for the Crew 11 now down the left hand side. Finds a 10 in space. All there was a moment there. It falls to the fantastic save shot from the as a penalty area by the, by the, the, the 10, I think it was. Uh, fantastic shot on goal, on target. Brilliant save by Jordan Archer. Bullet shot, that was going in. Punted, uh, punched away by Jordan Archer. Saved a, a goal-scoring chance there. Uh, Cruz first open shot on goal. Fantastic save by Jordan Archer. The boy is world-class. Wow, all right, he's class. We'll save, save the verdict on being world-class for another day. That was a fantastic save. 35 minutes now. Crew corner into the, into the mix. It's punched downwards by Jordan Archer again. Getting buffeted. No, it's headed. It must, it must have come off a crew player. Goal kick. Excuse me, long way away again. I know. Absolutely brilliant save there by Jordan Archer. There's a slightly scruffy feeling about the uh, the lines at the moment. A bit like the um, shirt rack at the uh, charity shop. You know, there's, you know, there's, there may well be some quality shirts on that rack. You just have a slightly scruffy air. They've been pre-owned by somebody else. And that's the kind of feeling that I've got from this game at the moment. A slightly charity shop type feel at the moment. Nice work by Jimmy Abdu to find Steve Morrison who can't control. Unusual. That's normally the other way around, isn't it? 37 minutes approaches. For reasons that are beyond me, I've got the Trumps and um, Fire Brigade call the crew, crew, Barney McGrew, Cuthbert, Dimmel and Grub going through my head. I thought it crew. It keeps saying crew, 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 Barney McGrew, Cuthbert, Dimmel and Grub, Trumps and Fire Brigade. I can't get it in my head. It's in a loop at the moment. 38 minutes. Games descended into a little bit of a, an, unkempt, an unkempt period of play. Poor ball forward by Mill. Mill needs to probably just have a little bit of a rethink. The crew goalkeeper's come right over to the corner flag. He's, he's taking it back into the penalty. He's all right. Gregory was chasing down there. Slightly unkempt feeling about the game at the moment. Um, neither side really looking like they, uh, they're going to take control. That said, crew have looked a little bit brighter in these last few minutes than they did for the bulk of the first half. Big hoo-ha on the House of Fun website, as I was reading this morning, regarding the Jumbotron, the big screen that we've got now. It's got quite a nice HD screen, but it's starting to look a little bit... The picture is starting to look a little bit um, tatty, a little bit old school. Maybe there's some kind of curse on all Jumbotron screens that are put up down here at the den, because you can certainly see the uh, the sheeting, uh, the, the pixel sheeting, each kind of oblong... Um, patch stands out slightly and also increasingly now we've got lime green pixels going on the screen I don't know why this is because this is the way the old screen went which is perfectly adequate for the bulk of its working life and until it went into a kind of a, uh, a, a descent similar to David Bowie in uh, The Hunger I don't know if you've ever seen that corner to um, 
crew whilst I'm talking that's cleared um, yeah David Bowie in, in, in a hunger he went into like a living death type of state where he, he, he totally uh, all hit the, hit the referee there to the anger of the crowd fantastic ball falls from Steve Morrison now finds Lee Gregory on the left hand side he's got Wallace in the middle Wallace shoots over unlucky had to stretch for the cross good cross into the box by Lee Gregory on the stretch Jed Wallace had to stick his foot out and hope and unfortunately he took it too high not very far away looking at the replay there that was that was a, a very close chance almost the opening goal from Millwall there on 43 minutes yeah the uh the, the fate of the Jumbotron, it's, it's, it's a new piece of kit, new piece of kit, listeners, and it's looking pretty decrepit already. It's got its kind of um, sellotape and plastic sheeting surround, which was okay. I don't have a problem with that. And uh, the screen itself, I don't know why it's fading, but it's, it's going into like a, an, a fast aging process, similar to Bowie in the Hunger, as I said earlier on. Why is that? What is the curse of the Jumbotron? I think we should be told. Was it a, a gypsy curse from when this was Senegal Fields? Did a gypsy curse the, the modern fangled invention of the television or some such? I think we should be told. Wallace taking on that uh, left-sided crew defender. He's been given a torrid time by Jed Wallace today. Just loses out there. The 20 will bring it away. That's going to go falls to Cummings now on the halfway line. 44 minutes approaches. Mill pressing at late. Ball threads through to Steve Morrison. Can he score? Should have scored! Clear chance. Through on goal. One on one. Morrison embarrassed himself with that. That was casually taken. Hit the goalkeeper when really that should have been the opening goal. That's another chance gone begging for Millwall. It's going to be a Mill corner. 44 minutes. I want to see that again. Ball threads through the defensive area. Probably let Steve Morrison through. One on one with the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper comes out, makes himself big. Morrison shoots straight into him. Should have done better, in my opinion. Even though I can't kick a ball for Toffee. That is my opinion. And I'm a paying customer and I've got the right to express opinions on things that I can't personally do. Ball into the box from Sean Williams. Talks to Morrison, heads it up. Towards Abdu, goalkeeper punches clear. Abdu slightly hesitated on the header there. A braver, bigger man. Might have gone flying in on that header. Got his, got his teeth knocked out. Bravery, stupid, I don't know. Take your pick. At 30 seconds and a half to go now is Ferguson on the left-hand side. O'Brien, here's Wallace. Tries to cross the ball, hits the crew defence. We've got one last chance, won't be much longer to go. Here's last chance to pump it in there from Ferguson. He's got Wallace overlapping him. Here's Wallace. Crossed into the box, near to near angle, near the goalkeeper's headed clear. It's going to be... 10 seconds or so to go in the half. Here come Crew. Probably can blow it now, actually. I was, I was hoping that Mill might sustain that attack. Beavers chases back, does well to cut that out. That will probably do us for the half very shortly. There is half time. Mill nil, Crew Alexandra nil. Um, Mill overall, for me, had the more open chances there. Crew, that said, have not looked too bad aside. At times, the game has looked a little bit. Um, draggled, like a drowned rat as my mum used to say when I would come in from the, the rain. Um, that said Mill probably would expect to have had 60-40 of the chances there. Certainly should have expected at least one, possibly two goals from those couple of clear-cut chances that I have described during the course of my diatribe to you on this show. So we're going to call that half time. We're going to be right back after this break. Achtung, Mehlball few half-time tweets here for you listeners. You love the half-time tweets, don't you? 
Mill halfway line. I like this one. I spotted a banner at the crew end. I can't see it from where I'm sitting. Boarding crew, dying crew, he says. That's a banner. Boarding crew, dying crew. One of the most depressing fans' banners he's ever seen, he says. Uh, tax 67. Taxi 67 says they missed out the line. Get away as far as you can from the crew for the middle bit. Speaking about the game, the Millwall halfway line says a lively first half, in which we've shown some periods of pace and skill, but squandered far too many chances. Make you right there, MHL. Uh, confidence does look fickle, though. Mark Litchfield says it should, we should be at least a couple to the good. Morrison especially um, should have scored. I think more will follow if we get one, but it's getting that first one. This is Millwall, by contrast, says that was a boring half. He's bored by that. Bored. Bored, bored, bored. I know what you mean, Glenn. I know what you mean. The Lions Live Radio says nil-nil half-time. Lions have been excellent for most of this. I don't know about excellent, but e e Lions have been excellent. Only thing lacking is the goal. Garrett has been very good between the sticks for crew. Yes, he has. That's a fair call. Uh, their goalkeeper has been excellent. Uh, made a couple of saves. That's uh, prevented almost a two or three chances. So there should be at least a couple now. Toby Balter for the South London Press says Morrison in a one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper but couldn't convert. Garrett has blocked three one-on-one saves now for, for crew. John Kelly says Mill have had the best chances in the opening minutes and the final few minutes of that half and should be ahead. Big game Tuesday night, listeners, of course. The Johnstones away second leg final, Southern Area final up at Oxford. 1,500 Mill all going up there. It's a sellout on the away section. I, I, I'm going to let everyone in on a bit of a secret. I think there's going to be a few Mill in the Oxford stands as well. 2-0 um, down. Can we do it? Um, why not? Why not? We look a better team away from home than we do at home. The opening goal will be critical. Whoever gets the opening goal will be sniffing um, Wembley's, the, the hot dogs at Wembley. So, Tuesday night, Cassam Stadium, Oxford. If you haven't got a ticket, it's going to be beamed back to the den. I can't make it up there, unfortunately, due to a working commitment, and I'll struggle to make the bean back. So I'm going to follow it on Twitter. I know it's not as good or as exciting, but it's warmer, and it's less hassle travelling-wise. The news of Dan speaking about that Tuesday night game refers to the fact that Mill have won nine of their 16 on the road this, this season. And Mark Beavers, for one, is adamant that they can rescue the tyre. He says we've gone away from home plenty this season and got results that people haven't expected us to get. Uh, the one that springs to mind for him is the Sheffield United result, which we were covered early on in the season. Good call. 2-1 win, I think. I don't think people expect us to get much up there, he says. But we went there and put in a solid performance. Just looking to rerun some of the chances in that first half. Actually, quite a lot of one-on-ones, at least three chances I'm looking at here, where goals really should have followed. Morrison threw on goal there, should have done better. Another ball into the box there. Morrison close range, he's headed up. And Abdu probably should have been more forceful in the header, close in with the goalkeeper. So a number of opportunities for Mill to lead. As it is, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Achtung! Mehlball. Second half kicks off, dear listener. Getting darker now. Still, well, the sky's still bright, but it is fading. Floodlight's starting to take hold on the pitch. Lions attacking a cold blow lane end in the second half. Here come the Lions on the attack now. It's Gregory from distance, shot on goal, skidding shot. Taken low down by the crew goalkeeper. He's looked quite a useful prospect for them. Ball down low, along the ground, he's taken it quite well, got his body behind it. Captured that strike from Lee Gregory from distance quite well. A petulant little kick away by the 10. Akin to one of the ugly sisters not being given a ticket to go to the ball or some such. Boss Cinderella. 
does go to the ball and wins the Prince's hands. You know the story, you know the rest, you know how it goes. That was that kind of petulant flick away there. Long ball forwards, trying to find Morrison. Punted industrially clear by the crew defence. Cummins overlapping. Not done much for me, Cummins, this half. And he's going back the way he came. Almost puts Beavers in a spot of trouble there. And he's reduced to humping it forwards. That was uh, Cummins, for me, has not had his best of games this afternoon so far. I'm hoping he can redeem himself. Crew back in their own half. They, they've started out as they finished that first half. Little hint of danger without anything um, overly striking. But they look like a team that could easily get one goal. Maybe not more, but they could get one goal. We have to make them pay when we get our chances. We've wasted two, three, four chances in that first half. So nothing so far in the second. But they should be they should be down and out, and they're not. And they will be taking hope from that. Here come Crew 10 overlapping now on the right-hand side. Little crowd trying to get behind the Lions. You can hear it. Crew has taken a little bit of... Um, Apart from the fact they're still in this game, I feel. 49 minutes approaches. They win a free kick. Byron Webster, who pumps it clear. I think it's going to make the roof of the stands. No, it's not. It falls short of it. But it's up beyond the sight line of the stands. Going to be a crew throw-in. 49 minutes. About halfway inside the mill. Half on the left-hand side. Nothing much to report from the opening five, if I'm going to be really honest with you listeners. A continuation of the end period of the first half, really. Crew passing the ball around. We're still trying to win the space, find the opening, the one chance that will release this game. I think one goal will open up a chance for more for the Lions. As it is, all the time it's nil-nil. It's a bit like having a spot. You haven't burst yet. There's a ball back from Byron Webster. And Jordan Archer will, on a one-take, clear it further forwards. Bad ball by Sean Williams towards Cummins. Draw some flack. You can hear the flack. I don't think the uh, Lions support. I was impressed with his ball skills as some in the media and within the club. I want to be impressed by him. I want him to be good. I want to, I want to see Sean Williams take a game by the scruff of the neck and control it. I, I'm, I haven't seen it for a little while. Nil-nil as I'm moaning. 51 minutes. Gregory does well to chase that down. Wins a ball, loose ball inside the penalty area there. It's going to be taken away by the 41. It does well. Good work by Lee Gregory on 52 minutes, listeners. Mill throwing now, halfway inside the crew half. Is Cummings on the right hand side, ball into the box. Headed clear. Crew just sitting on the ball slightly for, from their point of view. Uh, so it's sitting on the ball slightly with their backs to goal inside their own half. Um, Mill have pressed them well there and have won the throw, a throw in on the right hand side. What's my voice sound like to you? I, does it sound intimidating? Listeners, I was told by a, a lady caller in the week at work, uh, who I don't think was the full ticket, but I am biased, clearly, so I um, take my viewpoint with a pinch of salt. I was told by having intimidate, one of those intimidating East London accents, which I took quite a bit of offence to as I'm uh, born in Bermondsey, brought up in Mottingham, South East London boy, to be told you have an intimidating East London accent is a bit of a blow, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I don't, do I sound intimidating? I don't think I do. Silly cow. Silly tart, as my old mum would have called her. George Orwell said by the age of 50 you're stuck with a face you deserve I think I'm stuck with the face 
comes up with a voice I deserve. Ball into the box now from Ferguson. Bullet cross towards Gregory. Couldn't get a clear-cut header. He's bouncing around. Is Morrison inside the box? Can't win space. That's going to be a goal kick, not a corner as claimed by Morrison and the Coldblow Lane end of the stadium. Fading light at the den now. The, uh, the great hulk of the Selchip power station looming over the stadium. Crisscross what I call that barriers of some sort on its roof here come the Lions whilst I'm going on about the Selchip state power station Cummins going to be set a task to get that he won't get it right hand side going to be a throw into crew on 55 minutes as it approaches Wallace now in space inside the penalty area shoots over the bar little jigging little run into the box there into space for Jed Wallace he just couldn't get his foot onto the shot in the end he had it on his left hand side and his shot was initially on target and curled away curled away high over the bar in the end opportunity there for Jed Wallace first chance of the second period for the Lions on 55 and a half opportunity for Crew. Jordan Archer comes out penalty Crew. breakthrough on goal by the Crew. 11 Jewel Niger came out in all fairness I thought he did touch him clattered the 11 as he was just about to push the ball past him left hand side break they've won the penalty going to be the opening chance for them they'd expect to score it on 57 minutes what's he going to do it's a yellow card for Archer feared for one minute it's going to be a red one probably too far right uh, from uh, Jordan Archer's point of view for it to be a red but nevertheless he did touch him penalty can't argue with it sorry listeners wished I could can't 57 minutes penalty crew is this where we will rue those chances missed in that first half and to a degree the one in the second half we've had today here it goes there's going to be a crew number nine he takes here he goes top right left hand corner one more nicely done textbook penalty put away this is where we rue those chances in the first half one nil to crew Mill call a sudden urgency now to the Millwall side. Behind unjustly. Well, you can argue about how just it is, but they are behind. So suddenly now the ball into the box. Bounced off the line over the bar. Goal kick. Ball bobbled across the six-yard box there. And then in the end, put over the bar. Long ball into the box now by Sean Williams. Ball headed around. It's going to fall over the head of Jed Wallace now. Over on the right-hand side here is Wallace. He crosses it back into the, into the mix. Ball bouncing around there. Penalty. Handball. Can only think it's handball. Couldn't see the incident. Little penalty. 62 minutes. The ball was lobbed back into the mix. Goalkeeper looked like he came for it and then was impeded from, from what I'm seeing. If I'm going to be an honest broker here. Must have been a handball. All I can think of is handball in there. It's middle penalty as it is. Big opportunity to get back into this game. It's got to be taken there by Lee Gregory. 62 minutes. 62 and a half minutes. I can't tell you enough about the incident, listeners. You'll have to check it out on your YouTube, on your on your internet feeds. I can't I can't tell you about it. I'm gonna guess it was a handball. I don't really don't know. This is Lee Gregory now. As 63rd minute passes. Here we go. Can he slot it home? He can! Bottom right hand side, one each! Nicely done, Lee Gregory. A little bit of nerve required for that because the pressure was on. Bottom right hand side, nicely taken. Better he got it went the other way. One all. Two textbook penalties, in all honesty, by uh, strikers at both ends. Nicely done, Lee Greg. Now then, Mill, press on. This is a game we should be winning. 
such a fortune to get the penalty, I guess. I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm hoping it's uh, a handball. I keep saying handball. If I keep saying it long enough, does it become the truth? Goebbels said that, then if you repeat a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. Well, I think I'm doing the same. So I really don't know. You'd have to check the, uh, the web for that. I don't know. Ball into the mill box. Almost a danger zone there. It's probably around 41's gone flying. Shot on goal. Into the side netting. Danger moment there. Straight from kickoff. 64 minutes. Crew are up for this one, listeners. It's an open game. It's an open game. Anyone can win this now. Let's make sure it's Millwall. Poor ball by Jimmy Addo. Concedes possession back. It falls to Sean Williams now on the right hand side. Long ball into the box. He finds Jed Wallace. Can he work some space? He's got the 20 in front of him. Pulls it back. He's come right the way round. Right around the houses. Gives it to Cummins. So he's trying to pull the trigger there. Couldn't get the space. That's going to go for a middle corner. Middle corner. 65 minutes now. Sean Williams and take the corner. Middle pressing. Bit of pressure. Claim was rightfully theirs. That should we should be in the lead. In comes across near post. Rolls clear. Cummins is in there. And here come crew to bring it away. They've hoofed it forwards. They'll go anywhere. They don't care. They'll regard a point here as a result from their point of view. Well, 66 minutes and the game has opened up considerably with that equaliser by Mill. End to end stuff at the moment. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually quite an entertaining second half. First half at times felt a little flat, but now the second half is proceeding. It's an end to end game. The crowd are involved, the lights are dropping. You've got the theatre of the den, the theatre of screams, and it's anybody's game to win. I, I, uh, I wish I could say different, but I do think either side can press on and win this. Let's hope it's us, as I said. As the 70th minute approaches, the 70th minute approaches, 20 minutes to go. Wide finds Cummins on the right hand side, he's pressing forwards and across is poor behind for a goal kick. Oh, that hurt! That hurt! Ooch, that smites, as they used to say in the old cartoons, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Ooch, that smuts. Throwing about halfway inside the mill half for crew. Alexandra, what is it? Where does the Alexandra come from? Does anyone know? I haven't looked, I've done no research on crew Alexandra. I'm going to guess it's some form of tribute to Queen Alexandra. Was she wife of Edward VII? Um, I might be wrong. I might be talking absolute bugs. I'll have to check that after the event, then you can all correct me and take great pleasure, like you get on the internet with people correcting your mistakes and errors. So my bet is Queen Alexandra, some kind of naming after that, but we'll, we'll check that out separately. I'm not going to do it right now because we're still in the midst of a Millwall match. Poised, poised, if anything. Not one of Jimmy's best days today. He's just lost out in the head there again. He's just been a little bit forced out of play at times. Physically overwhelmed, I think, at, at, at times. He just went in for a header there and lost out in that. Um, it's always going to give you the Jimmy performance, but it's just not been his best performance today. His best game today for us, in my opinion. They're not like a bad outfit crew. I think, as the manager said before the start of the game, they, they have shown they can dig in. They have shown they can play football, in all fairness to them. Um, they lack a, a killer striker. Their strikers have not done badly, but they are bigger boys. I think that's their main talent. They think being big boys up front rather than any great skill in front of goal, which is to our benefit because we think we'd have been punished more by them if, if they had. What should we say about Crew Alexandra? They are clearly a side that's, um, I think they're struggling in the table, down in the relegation zone, so they're desperate for points. They've raised their game today, in all honesty. Millwall, we've got to regard this as, as a, a wasted opportunity if we don't get something out of today's match. 
Gregory's standing his ground more, and he's got the back-to-goal role, the old Steve Claridge role of a uh, ball being put forwards, and then he's got to kind of hold the ball there. He's doing it very well. I think it's, it's a, an attribute to his game that's improved as he's come to us. This will be his second season with us now. He's come to us from non-league. I don't think that was his role quite so much. It's a role that he's developed, and I think he's doing it quite well. He's done well in that, that moment there. But here come Crew, whilst I'm waxing lyrical about Lee Gregory. 77 minutes now. Turns. Crew pressing forwards. Here's the, uh, the 11 losers out there. I think they're getting tired slightly. Cummins punts it forward, trying to find Morrison now on the right-hand side. What can Morrison do? Here we go. This is a poor game by his standards. Opportunities missed in the first half. Ball inside. He finds Wallace. Oh, unlucky! Beautiful move. Little ball inside for Jed Wallace. Shot at the near post. Top right-hand corner. Inches wide. Inches wide. It looked like. Did you watch the replay? Ball inside for uh, Wallace from Morrison. Yeah, inches over the bar. Real opportunity there. Unlucky, Jed Wallace. 41's down receiving treatment. Whilst he's doing it, my eye was caught by a rubbish lorry going into the Selchip power station. It's fascinating. I, I, I'm, I'm quite fascinated by rubbish fuel power stations. I know that sounds sad, but I just find it a kind of a, a, a karmic um, concept that all of your rubbish can then be taken off to a power station, incinerated and produce power, heat and hot water. There's something deeply beautiful about that concept. And that rubbish lorry, this London Borough of Lewisham rubbish lorry, or contracted out to whoever they have, has just got in there so to perform that beautiful karmic act of rubbish incineration. Advertising for a game on uh, Wednesday, a reserve fixture, B fixture, FC Porto B uh, versus SL Benfica. Some kind of European Premier League B side competition. It's a strange one. Three quid to get in. Might be worth a go. I shan't be bothering. I'm, I'm trying to sell it to you, but I shan't be bothering with it. But nevertheless, well done to the club. That'll produce a lot of local fans. The big, big um, Portuguese-Spanish community up at the Elephant around there. Still, before they get priced out of the area. Here's Lee Gregory. Back to goal, to that side, the crew area. Here's O'Brien on the right-hand side, Aidan O'Brien. Ball floats across the box, almost falls to Jed Wallace on the far side, and the 11 will bring it clear into, into touch. So, yeah, well done to the club for the staging of that European Premier League, whatever it is. It's a Portuguese game between Benfica B and Porto B. Um, well done to the exploitation of Denver events like that. I, I do think that we have to find more of that kind of thing. The Rugby League last season was a, was a real initiative with Wigan. I want to see that happen again. I'd like to see Rugby League played here more often. I, I quite like a bit of Rugby League, personally. Super League starting shortly on Sky Television. I'm not on any kind of retainer for Sky, by the way. Um, so well done to the commercial team for that. They get a lot of criticism, rightly so sometimes, rightly so. But well done for the staging of the uh, Portuguese B fixture. 80 minutes. 10 minutes to go, plus any extra time. Fantastic taken two by Lee Green. Gets clattered. Free kick. It's got to be a yellow card. Don't think it'll get him off. Yellow card there by the 41. Beautiful take and turn on the spin on the halfway line by Lee Greg. It's way too far out for that to be any kind of red card incident, but certainly a yellow card there, clattered by the 41. Lee Gregory's adding layers to his game. I know I've been, it's been a bit of, bit of a praise, um, praising party for Lee Greg these past few games, but I, I, for me, he is adding layers to his game. I do like the look of him. That was a nice turn there. That was almost a chance to break forward to move, as it is going to be a dead ball. Ferguson lumps it forward. Deep and high towards Webster. All bouncing around in the box there. Beavers is in there. Can't win space. Appeals for a handball. 
Linesman. Penalty. Second penalty. Linesman's got it. Huge shot in the Pueblo lane in for handball. Second penalty for Millwall in the 85th minute. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Crew protesting it. Referee's given it. Could be a penalty. Crew players doing themselves no favour surrounding the referee. They, they are really unhappy with that decision. The whole cold blow lane in. I know they're not exactly the most unbiased judges in the world. Shout handball. The linesman's clearly given it. Referee looks. There was a moment and then he's given it. Um, again, one for the TV screens, I'm afraid, listeners. I can't tell you from where I'm sitting here. Way, way too far away. Another chance for Lee Gregory. What's he going to do at this time? Same place, same spot. We shall see. This could win it for the Lions. What's he going to do? He's already got one to his name. Here he goes. It's the post! It's the post! Runs clear. Wow. Drama. Massive moment. Here come Crew. Webster's in there to clean up. Well done, Byron Webster. 86 minutes gone. Massive, massive moment. Unlucky. The shot was uh, left-hand side. Hit the, hit the corner of the post and come back the way it's came. Well, I, I really don't think you can blame Gregory. I mean, I know he's missed it, but he's hit the, uh, the, the, the edge of the post in the worst possible spot. Any, anywhere uh, an inch or a micrometer to the side of that, and that would have gone into the net. Bloke next to me calling for changes. Should have been changed. No substitutions from Hill in this game at all. Crew on the attack, though. Late. This could be a last gasper. Aidan O'Brien brings it away into space into no man's land crew back in the same possession still passing the ball that's going to run out of play that's going to be a mill throwing deep in their own half and there must be about a minute to go there is booze harsh for booze game mill should have won should have won handsomely penalty miss a string of chances missed in the first half a sense of flatness and a sense of disappointment um, for that, obviously, um, a game that we were looking to win. Performances, best performance for me, Jed Wallace. Morrison had a flat day. Abdu didn't play well. Gregory done, done a lot. Well, it's hard to think of much to say about it. A string of missed chances. Squandered, I suppose, is the best expression I can give. I'm hoping after the break that we can summon Harry Warren out of his beauty regimen. He's going out tonight. I'm hoping to grab hold of him, not physically or in any kind of gay way, briefly before he goes out for his take on today's proceedings. So there it is. Mill one, crew one, crew celebrating the point one. Mill have to regard that as two points lost. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mailball. Hi, my name is Tony Bennett. You might have heard of me. Well, I croon for a living. You know, it might surprise you to know that back in the day, I used to sing along your old Ken Road for a few bucks here and there. And while I was over there in London, England, I developed a love in my heart that has never left me. Take it away, Mr. Piano Man. I left my heart at Chandler New Cross Town, Big welcome on the show to Harry Warren. Welcome back, H. It's been a little while, mate. Yeah, it's been a, been a long old uh, winding road back to this, a bit like Millwall's playoff campaign. It has, and we've had a performance this morning. As you can probably tell, listeners, Harry's on his mobile. We've had a bit of microphone angst, haven't we, H, trying to get your, your Skype microphone going. And we've resorted back to old-fashioned technology in the end. Yeah, gone back to the landline. Sort of <laughs> route one. Uh, route one. Yeah. Now, there's a phrase. Yeah, there's a phrase. Route one. Um, we're talking about Millwall's one-all draw yesterday against Crew. It was a strange game, I found, Harry. I don't know what your thoughts on the whole thing were. It was a very flat atmosphere. Yeah, it was, it was strange. It was almost pre-season friendly-like at times. Precisely, yeah. It was pedestrian. Um, I think it didn't help. They obviously come for the draw, which they ended up getting in a roundabout way. But, you know, I think we, I mean, Neil Harris has said it himself. You know, we had enough chances to win one game, let alone two, kind of thing, that we wasted um, the Messiah or the worst number nine at Millwall for a while, depending <laughs> on what camp you sit in. Uh, in the first half, he may score five in four or whatever. But, uh, yeah, Gregory didn't have a great game finishing wise, but. I suppose the only good thing is the same is we, we created chances, but no one seemed interested. Everyone seemed to have, uh, I don't know, expected us to win this game maybe before we turned up. We had no real atmosphere, and it's a bit of a strange one, as you said. Yeah, I, I mean, Gregory, we'll come on to Gregory. I mean, he's not the villain of the piece for me that he is for some. I mean, you read all sorts of stuff on the uh, on the social media, on the internet. Um, and in a similar way, and a player I just wanted to lead off with is the Sean Williams um, debate because there's been a lot of hoo-ha around the um, the websites and also on Twitter about Williams and a lot of uh, 
lot of heat generated. I, I I thought he was particularly off the pace yesterday, and that is that is saying something, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't rated him for a while, to be honest. Um, he's all right if we're playing a certain way, but we don't play that way anymore. No, um, we don't. No, we don't. The ball flies over his head quite a bit, doesn't it? I mean, it bypasses the midfield of Abdu and Williams. And, I mean, Williams' virtues, if I was being devil's advocate for Sean Williams... And there was a period when I did like him, he, when we were passing the ball more than we, we do under this regime. He, I could see his role in his place, but it just looks a little bit like um, his, his thought process for me is too slow. When he does get the ball in midfield, he, he doesn't seem to have the quickness or speed of, of, of reading of the game. Uh, his passing doesn't really come into it in the way that we play now. And I, I just can't see, especially teamed with Jimmy Abdu, I thought also was poor yesterday, the midfield just look like um, they're, they're, they're passengers rather than active runners of the game for us at the moment, and I think that's what let us down a lot yesterday. Mm, I think we, I think we're tactically wrong. I think Williams isn't helped by the fact that he's playing. If you're going to have Abdu and Williams in the midfield, Abdu has to be the one to sit. I don't understand why Abdu's pushing pushing forward because what's he going to do when he gets there? That's kind of the issue. I mean, all right, he scored that one against Wigan last season. Yeah. He's not really going to. He can't pass, really. He's, he's he's a terrier. He goes and wins the ball back for you and plays a five-foot, side-foot pass and go again kind of thing. Williams isn't even doing that. So, yesterday, I mean, a bit in the second half, we were, obviously we're losing. I think we were losing at the time. We were drawing, pushing to equalise or all yeah, to yeah. score again. He picks up a throw-in and he turned. I mean, he could have sort of switched the play. I think uh, Wallace was over the other side screaming for it and he's turns backwards and nicks it back to Beavers, who does or attempts to get a cross-field ball when it goes back to their goalkeeper. He's not the right player for the system. But <clears> he, I, I mean, obviously, when he came, he was good. He was he was pretty decent. In he looked the part. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's the strangest season because I, I, although we're we're doing. I mean, there's a point being made by um by Glenn of this is Millwall on Twitter that we're we're in the top six. Um, we're still in with a sniff of Wembley, even if it's a little bit more of a, a whiff rather than a sniff. Um, and it's not, a, you know, we've got three strikers on 10 goals plus, and we've got a, a cracking away record. Maybe the home form is is, is the key that's letting us down. But it's a, it's a strange season. I, I still find it quite hard to get excited over it all, don't you? I, I it, Despite all of that tick list of, um, you know, of good points, it doesn't feel like a good season so far. There's still this strange sense that we're failing and I, I, I can't... Yesterday's game summed it up for me. I think, without sounding pretentious, I think we think this league's beneath us. But even though we might try and pretend that we don't, there's, when we were down here last time, there was big clubs in this league. There was Southampton, there was Norwich, yeah. there was Leeds, there was Charlton in the league, so you had a derby. That's four big games. That's eight games out of the 46 you can get excited for. Yeah. This time, what what have we got excited for? Nothing, really. There's no real derby. All right, South End is a nice away band. was a good day out at Christmas. But there's no real... Oh, I'm really looking forward to that game. You're sort of going through these games of these sort of Midlands, towns and yeah. you know, back ends of nowhere. <laughs> and you can't really... You, everyone's just wanting a bit of relief. I think everyone secretly wants to go up so much so we just get, can play some teams that actually have a little bit of a, an atmosphere when you go there and rather than keen on forever blowing bubbles at us every other week. 
I think we, I mean, our natural place in the world, in my, in my humble opinion, is, is that of the, is in the, is in the slightly bigger league in the championship. I do think we have a natural place there, but as the eternal underdog, the one that always comes up, makes it awkward and pulls off the odd shock result, that's our natural place where we are going to places like Forest and, and, and Leeds and, you know, teams of that ilk. Um, and I, I make you right. I mean, traveling to places like Chesterfield, as nice a, a stadium as it was, it just isn't the same sense of occasion. As as to when we might go to, um, you know, a, a, a major club in, in in the championship, for example, and they just they just lacks that sense of um, of drama. I'm, I'm just looking at the statistics from yesterday. It just reinforces the kind of the point I think you're making. The kind of casualness of, of the whole thing yesterday. I mean, we had 15 shots, uh, eight shots on target, and none of those shots on target, apart from his penalty, Lee Gregory's penalty, went in the net. That's that's a bit of a damning indictment when Crew had two shots on target and scored one of them. It's it's a problem, isn't it? Yeah, it is a, it is a problem. And you know, yesterday it was like everyone was waiting for something to happen. We had that sort of massive ten twenty minute spell at the first in the first half. Yeah, and sort of they recovered at half time. I mean, Morrison should have scored just before half time. I, I, I can't even remember it. You're struggling to remember what particularly happens with what particular chance, but. There was, yeah, a whole, so many, but... there was a whole string of chances. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, just sitting here talking to you now, I mean, I'm, I've got a vision of Gregory being one-on-one with a goalkeeper and managing to hit his body. I and mean, the goalkeeper did well for Crew. I thought he, um, in, the, in, in the replays inside the ground, I mean, in the moment you think Gregory's missed it, but actually I think the goalkeeper saved it is probably the better way to put a number of those opportunities. Uh, Morrison had a similar situation, I think, towards the end of the first half. Um you know, it's, 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 it seems a bit churlish, Harry, when we're, we've got players on 10 goals plus, and yet all we do a lot on these shows is, is moan about chances missed, chances created and chances missed. It's, it's, a, it's a curious contrast, isn't it? I think we've gone from the, I think we've gone from the opposite. We had strikers that uh, we always seem to we will be looking for another player or someone Yeah. Someone extra. You're like, oh, if we just had a player that could score 20 goals a season, if we just had a midfielder that could create something, and we always seem to not have the two together at the same time. We seem to have, you know, Wallace seems to be able to create anything he wants to, really. I mean, he's far too good for this level. Um, Wallace is a, is a different down. different gravy, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's on loan, so he's on, on, on the, on the uh, you know, the, the clock is running on Jed Wallace. I mean, I'm hoping that we can do some kind of deal to at least keep him uh, further, maybe to the end of the season, if we could, uh, if we could dream it. But... I mean, he, he is a different level of player. I mean, but one or two moments yesterday, especially in the first half when they were attacking to, towards where I was sitting, the the changes in pace, Harry, and the twists and the, the, the kind of the speed of thought, as I always always put it, that to produce opportunities from nothing, that sets him apart. We just don't have anything or anyone to match that. Our, our team is rather um, rather dull by comparison with, with the likes of Jed Wallace. I mean, maybe only Ferguson can, can come close to him. Well, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think one player thinks that he can do it, and uh, he was notable by his absence yesterday. He was out there for 90 minutes, and that's Aidan <laughs> O'Brien. Um, yeah, anonymous, yeah, yesterday very much so. Um, I think since, he's, since he won that player of the month, he hasn't been the same player. I don't know whether or not there's something going on. I know he signed a new deal, but, you know, buyout clauses and all this other stuff that could be hidden in there, which... I don't put past this, which actually wouldn't be wouldn't have been a bad bit of business. So we at least got a certain amount of money for him. He, he just doesn't look he doesn't look right. If he, I mean, if you're going to offer me, do we lose? If we're going to lose O'Brien, would you like to go and buy Wallace for the money? If we get enough money to do that, then I don't see why we shouldn't. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's I mean, you've got to have give, players that want to play for you. 
Yeah, I mean, given a straight choice based on yesterday's performance, and and you know, to a degree, he scored last week up at um, up at Chesterfield. O'Brien, he's not looked the same player. I do agree. I mean, whether this um, this deal that was it a one and a half year deal, a two year deal that he signed a contract, whether that is designed to extract the you know an appropriate fee for him, I don't know. That would make business sense if that's what it's been done for. I mean, you look at. I mean, we're not very good at that in. Uh, history tells us that no. money from good players. Um, you know, no, it'd, we're it'd not. Be nice if we, it'd be nice if we paid a million pounds for him just so we could raise Paul Goddard. So, you know, <laughs> it'd be nice, maybe. Yeah, get but, get the twenty twenty first century on our list of um, you know transfer transfer records. Harris speaking to John Kelly yesterday. This is regarding not making any substitutions. Another curiosity about yesterday's game: no substitutions made. Um, Harris says, "I felt we had the players on the pitch to get another goal." Um, dot dot dot. I I was wrong. Um, you know, fair play to him for putting his hand up. I don't suppose he's got many options, but um, I did find that strange in in the moment yesterday as well. No substitutions. It it struck me with about two minutes to go in the game that we haven't had a sub yet, and um, not many games you, I've ever seen where you can say that. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was planning to make a substitution before. Um... So Gregory scored the penalty to Eatworth. I think I saw Marquez sort of half undressing yeah. and ready to come on. And then, you know, it's John John Marquez's luck. <laughs> Every time he seems to going to get a game instead of Gregory, Gregory scores. So uh, maybe we should just put Marquez behind the goal at all times and maybe Gregory will finish all the time. Maybe that might be maybe, might be the spark that we need. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's a strange old game. I think it was obvious for... To everyone yesterday that Cummins, Williams, and O'Brien were having theirs. Yeah. All right, Gregory did score, but he weren't having a great. He wasn't being prolific by any chance. It's not like he had one chance and scored it, sort of thing. So yeah, but then who have we got on the bench that's going to come on and change a game like that? I, I don't really. Well, we don't, don't we don't have one anyone, do we? I mean, and, and again, it's, you know, there's, a, there's a, um, a post here yesterday from um, a guy called uh, Gimo, Gimo um, saying Jed Wallace is the player that Fred should be looking to be, pace, skill, and final product. Hopefully, Wallace stays beyond this month because actually that's that's a it's actually quite a deep point because Fred is probably one of the glittering prizes from our academy that you know we've been hearing for so long, Harry, about the players, the wave of players that's going to be coming through into into the first team, and that doesn't seem to be happening. And if Fred is the the in the vanguard of that, well, he looks a pale comparison with with the likes of Jed Wallace, who, who really do look like the, the, the real deal, don't they? Fred doesn't can't do that. He doesn't seem to have the um, the click that in the head that can make him uh, produce these big moments in the way that Wallace has. Yeah, I think so. I think Fred's a little bit hard done by. Um, mm. I think the more I sort of reflect on it, I mean, I don't like him by any stretch of the imagination. That's backhand, is it? You know, I only like he's hard done by, but I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, well, I can, I can. I don't like O'Brien. I don't think O'Brien. I think we'd do well to get money out of O'Brien. I think. I like players who try, yeah. and I don't think they try. You've got to be able to come and, especially in this system that we play, you've got to be able to go backwards as well as forwards. And yeah. O'Brien and Fred are the two type of players that we lose the ball on the halfway line, and you see them, you know, if we see an eye like from an away game, you see us lose the ball on the halfway line, and O'Brien and Fred <laughs> never get back in shot, even no. though they're probably two of the quicker players at the club. But yeah, I think Fred needs to play like Wallace, but I don't think he's a winger, so I think he's better through the middle picking up sort of things and running up players. I think that's what he wants to do. I think he said that 
a number of times on Twitter when people have sort of added him and asked him questions that yeah. he sees himself as a centre attacking midfielder. Um, I think O'Brien would be better there as well, you know, if I'm being honest. I mean, we are playing a diamond of sorts because we're bypassing Williams, who I don't know, he could be in a diamond, he could be in any shape you like, he could be, won't make much difference, will he? No, it, um, Morrison had a, uh, an off day yesterday as well by his quite high standards, I felt. It, I don't think... It, Morrison always looks like he's a casual player, and I think that's just the way he holds himself on the pitch. I don't think he is a casual player, but sometimes when he has an off day, it does look like he's not bothered as well. And I think that... Um, it, well, there were too many players having off days on the same day for us to, um, you know, for, it, it was like a perfect um, storm of, uh, of of incompetence at times yesterday. That said, we had a chance to win it late with the with the late penalty. I didn't see enough of either of the penalty shouts to comment on whether they were good calls or not. Twitter seems to imply they were harsh on crew. I, I can't tell you, Harry, but um, I thought... Gregory, in all honesty, was unlucky with the, the penalty that you know that hit the post. I mean, that's a, a, a fraction of an inch the other way, and that would have gone in off that post, and that would have been a goal who'd been yesterday's hero, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen him again on the Football League show this morning um, to break the glittering glamour that this isn't Saturday night. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I think I haven't seen them given, but they're penalties. If you know what I mean, they're very, they're harsh. They they're both penalties because, to the letter of the law, they are. But yeah. they're ones you don't see given. And as I, I kind of think that you know, if it hits you on your arm, it's handball, whether you mean to or not. If you do mean to do it, it's a red card. Kind of. Well, the lines, linesman was quite decisive on that second penalty. I mean, it was his call, really, because I don't think the referee had any more of a sight of it than I did down the other end of the stadium. So should it should have been taken. I mean, I know that's a trite point to make, but. To get yourself into that situation, it would have been a, a scuffled win that you need to stay in the top six. And the fact that it hit the post and came back out might be some kind of sign from the gods, Harry, that this is not going to be our season and that glory is not going to come our way this year. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I just don't think you should ever take two penalties in a match. I just, I don't, I just think that it, we've got other strikers on, on the pitch who probably fancied it. We should have done, or he should have gone the same way. Obviously, it's if, ifs and buts kind of thing, but... Yeah, you know, I don't think they're as, as much as I'm wasn't maybe crew. I know the crew's manager feels half done by for the first one. Yeah. And he reckons that obviously Webster went down obviously relatively easy. Well that's nothing compared to, to what they did for them. I mean he jumped the challenge, there's no contact. Um, yeah. and he's gone down after he's been which again, it's a dive. If there's no contact, it's a dive. I know yeah. he's done, he's conned the referee and, yeah. you know, there we are. And that was unlucky as well. They that was winning a ball back and it just sort of sat up on the turf and stopped stopped rolling sort of its natural way it seemed to take an age for them to yeah to it to happen you could see it happening in front of you it was like a car crashing slow motion sort of thing two two poor sides really when you've got 10 shots on target between two teams and it's only the penalties that get anywhere close to scoring goals isn't it um, there it is um enver enver hotaki on the uh on twitter says when millwall are universally expected to win a home game, Harry. It's a certain sign they won't. Um, he felt Gregory did well, and we would have deserved the winner. Most most of the team didn't deserve a win there. Um, I think probably the weight of expectation doesn't help us at times. Um, we don't seem to be able to handle that. I think that's that's a strange um, strange thing at Mill these days as well. The pressure of playing at home. Um, going away, I don't know what the difference is. Why maybe you haven't got Mill fans on your back through the game. I don't know, but we don't seem to perform well at the den anymore, do we? It doesn't seem to happen for us there. No, it don't. Um, I think 
a lot of teams seem to be struggling. I don't know if you looked at the league table. I think a lot of teams seem to be going away and winning, and home form seems to be quite a struggle, yeah. even for teams in front of us in that top six. Um, Strange modern development, isn't it? Strange. I mean, yeah, was... I think it's, you'd need teams to come on to you so you can get them on the break. And it's whoever breaks best, I think, is the way this league seems to be. I mean, going all the way back to the commentary game, they've only got that Adam Armstrong. I mean, if you take his goals away, they'd be nowhere. I know they're slipping down the table slowly but surely. Yeah. They lost again yesterday. Yeah. But you take his goals out, I mean, he scored those two goals against us right at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, Harry. I lost you there. It just broke up on me, mate. Never mind. Um, no worries. We're cursed today, aren't we, eh? With phones and We are, we are cursed like Lee, Gre- <laughs> like Lee Gregory taking two penalties. We are cursed. <laughs> close, close, but no cigar. Oh, mate, the things we do for our fellow fans and podcasting, I don't know. I want to I take out the show on a bit of a positive and we are still in the top six, or whether we deserve to be there or whether we um, whether we should be there. I want to park that particular bus because we are still all there, even despite that yep. point yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we all would have probably settled for that at this time of the season back in August. So the fact that we are there says, says something about this team. Um, the goal difference will probably not do us any favours. I'm just looking at the teams above. We've got Coventry... Um, four points in front of us, so it's a bit of clear blue water with a 16-goal difference, and then we are, you know, four points behind them on 44 with six. So the fact we're not taking these chances could well come back to to haunt us at some stage. Um, but nevertheless, we are in the top six. We've got a, an outside bet on going to Wembley. Are you going to Oxford, Harry, Tuesday night? I am on nights. You're nights, mate. I've, I've tried. I have begged, stilled and borrowed my way to try and get it off, but there is no, uh, no. there is no way out. So I'll have to do the Twitter scrolling that seems to be the modern day version of listening to the game on the radio. So. Similar for me. I've got a, a late-ish thing at work. Can't, I'm not going to make it up to Oxford in time. Not unless I drove 100 miles an hour all the way or something. I can't see me doing that. So I'm going to be following it on Twitter as well. Um, in, in, a, in, a, in a funny way... I think all bets are off on that game as well. You know, it was a poor performance at home, wasn't it, in the first leg? And um, we're going to Oxford, two goals behind. You, you still can't bet against this Mill team actually pulling something out of the hat, especially after a pony performance like that yesterday. There's something in me that says one goal and it's 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 game on up there. Is it Jim? Is that what's in you? Because I can't see that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's this idea that you always you can always back Mill to do the complete opposite to what you expect them to do. So yesterday we were expected to win. They'll produce a shambles. Um, we're two goals behind going to Oxford. And, well, part of me, maybe the little voice, maybe the voice that talks to me when I'm off, sh- off show, you know, the, the voice of God that talks to me or something, says uh, <laughs> so we've got half a chance going up there. I don't know. I think the opening goal is going to be critical, clearly. So if we can get the opening goal, then um, uh, especially with 1,500 Millwall fans plus... I mean, there's going to be a few in the stadium generally, and I think that might um, play a part in it because, you know, if we can get our noses in, in if we get even get a little sniff of something, then that that will play a part as well up there. Fingers crossed. Do you, yeah. Do you fancy a trip to Wembley in, in in April, Harry, for the Johnston's paint? Yeah, I suppose I fancy a trip. If I've got to pick one, I'd rather go there. In the, well, I'd rather not go there at all. I'd rather get automatic promotion and, <laughs> yeah. and, and everything be easy. I don't like the fourteen-hour queue up to the ticket office and no. everything else that goes with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
I suppose we're getting a bit creepy now with all these Wembley trips. I mean, there's teams that would give their right arms to go to yeah, we're getting go to picky. Wembley, and we could go there twice, and we're moaning about having to queue up in the ticket for the ticketing system, and if we all actually be able to cope with people wanting tickets for a change. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's obviously it is getting picky, and why not? This is this is a fans podcast, so we can we can get picky on it. That's what we're entitled to do. But uh, I, I'm not a lover of the Wembley Stadium. I don't like it. Um, I know that it's everyone's aspiration to get there, and I know it's all the the whole kind of um, you know the the, the 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 history of the place and everything. But I, every time we've been there, I always find it a bit empty and soulless. It's a bit like going to Twickenham in Rugby Union. If you go there, it's vast. But it doesn't mean anything to me. I, I don't know. Um, I actually preferred when we went to the cup final down at Cardiff. I found that um, quite, a, quite a better atmosphere in many respects. So we shall see. We shall see. Tuesday night away. Um, I, I'm going to be following on Twitter. Um, so fingers crossed on that on that front anyway. There we are. That's the show. Um, I think we've had, we've had a few efforts to get in touch with each other, each other today, Harry. So I want to thank you for sticking with it, mate. Uh, much much appreciated. And um, hopefully we'll catch up soon. No worries, mate. All the best. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.